0: Welcome to work life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman.
1: And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis.
0: Today, we'll answer some audience questions and some issues from the internet. But first, time for the daily stand-up.
1: At long last, I have my big, huggable, monstrous manager back. It's me again, baby. <laughs> you know, we, we, we kind of mentioned this before we started recording. Um, you, you sound better, but you're, you're still not 100%. Yep. And, and you just sound like someone else. And
0: <laughs> I promise that this time it is not yet another different person.
1: I mean, I'm not sure I can survive another like, like nuclear option bamboozle uh, like that again. Um, but I, I will say, like, even though you sound different, um, might I say you, you, you may even sound better. Like, if you could keep Great. your voice at this level, I think you could have like a solid career in like, uh, I don't know, like Hyundai ads. Um, maybe some like, <laughs> Movie, you know, movie intro reels and stuff. Like, I come think on you can really down do to well. Schlitz
0: Sunday. <laughs> Our <laughs> twice annual sale.
1: You're 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 goofing, but like, I'd buy a car from that. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: this is where I start my new career, Derek. <laughs>
1: I, I think it would be difficult to find that just right balance of like healthy and plague ridden because you don't want to be too healthy or else you get back to like normal Frank. Yeah, you don't want to be too plague ridden or else like you you sound like you're. Um, I, I don't I don't know what to describe the way you sounded, b- before last week's bamboozle, <laughs> I don't I don't either. Like
0: uh, Harvey Farstein and Tom Waits. Fell down an elevator together and drown in a pit of gasoline, like.
1: Uh, I I'd say that's about as close of an an, an approximation as we can get, but. Uh, but you know what? Let's let's not dwell on it. Uh, maybe your voice doesn't have a whole lot of uh, of gusto or um or mileage left right now. So let's get right to the funny. How
0: about that? Let's get to it. So. What I wanted to talk about, Derek. I'm
1: so distracted. I'm so distracted. <laughs> I'm like you're so convincing with this voice. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, where wherever you lead, I'll go, baby. Let's go. I'm just it's got so much charisma. Next on Dateline. <laughs> I'll I'll try to keep together. I'll I'll try to Ooh, I got the vapors. Hmm.
0: In a world where Frank Eastman cannot get well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say today is the day of the big face-off, Derek. The most okay, important I, comparison
1: that can be made. I I know you're not talking about football, like that. There's no chance you're talking about football, um, and and. Honestly, I can't think of anything else it would be. Um, so what are you talking about?
0: The soda party that I have with some friends.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Is, is this some, some form of a competition or is it just nope. a, a taste testing? What do we got?
0: Taste testing. That's it. it. It's become sort of a weird yearly tradition that we didn't necessarily intend to make a yearly tra- uh, tradition. Okay. but uh, yeah whenever anybody's out of town uh, in in this particular little subgroup uh, we'll find like if we find a store that's got weird local soda or just weird soda in general right we'll pick up a whole bunch of weird sodas and then we'll bring them back and then we'll all get together and sample them and rate them
1: okay that's that's pretty cool um, I, I I like the fact that you specified soda because I don't think that can. Be carte blanche for all drinks, exactly. Uh Like the, the milk-based drinks, it's like, oh yeah, I, I went out of town in uh, in October and picked up all these milk-based drinks. Why don't we try them in August? The next, the following August, not such a good look.
0: Yeah, no that that's why I'm sick again. Actually, is <laughs> I've had the uh the seven month old milk. And it has done nothing good for my vocal cords.
1: <laughs> you know, I I don't think that's entirely accurate. But <laughs> no, it is not. It has not helped you heal to your previous pre-six state. My previous state. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So so lots of different sodas. Uh, how many sodas do you think you guys had this year?
0: This this Get time us. around, we had uh, I think it was fifteen different sodas
1: that, that's, a, that's a pretty good selection that's
0: a pretty good selection and i've i've been on a low carb uh you know sort of uh, the keto diet <laughs> uh-huh and i had we we added it up from taste testing it was essentially equivalent to having downed two 12 ounce full sugar sodas over the course of an hour and a half
1: Oh, so that's probably what, like, seventy carbs, eighty carbs. It was, it was like at that?
0: least seventy, if not eighty, uh, grams of sugar in an hour and a half. Oof, Oof. Derek,
1: I got okay. high. <laughs> I was about to ask, like, you haven't had that much sugar. Like, you've had like, you've had some bread uh, in between. But like, I can't remember you saying you've had that much sugar.
0: Oh and, no no!
1: Oh my god! I um,
0: I literally like, I was lightheaded. I had you were a, riding the
1: white lightning. That's... I
0: was. It was a disassociative feeling. I was like, guys, I think, <laughs> I think I'm sugar drunk. <laughs> my body oh my has god. gone into full revolt. <laughs>
1: Oh, so like, uh, you know, there, there's the Futurama episode where uh, Fry has to, or not has to, Fry drinks 100 a, a cups of coffee, and he's kind of like jittery and not feeling great up until like the 100th one, and then when he drinks the 100th coffee, uh, time essentially like slows down for him, uh, so he be- basically becomes the Flash. Uh, did you have any any <laughs> any type of uh, cool side effects like that, or was it mostly just like nausea no nah, mostly sweat, it was sweating. like pre-diabetes was <laughs> uh wilford brimley sends you an email it's like i'm worried you might have diabetes
0: <laughs> While while getting high on sugar was was interesting um some of the sodas were pretty interesting as well uh i had for the first time fago rock and Rye. oh
1: fago what
0: rock and rye so I had to look this up because it comes in a bottle that looks like fago is trying to go upscale but instead it's actually like it's
1: <laughs> like fancy fago
0: yeah uh, uh, instead it's actually like one of fago's older flavors and just not not very popular outside of Detroit I guess
1: I mean just like I I don't know how you spell it I don't know what the the context of what, rock you know, as in a stone. And rock and rye. And, and rye as and, in the bread. As in the bread. I can imagine that not being one of their favorite or more popular flavors, Frank. It's Rocks and bread.
0: <laughs> Rocks and bread flavored soda. Apparently, it came about because during uh, Prohibition, right before Prohibition, there <laughs> it had been fairly popular for people to flavor their shitty, badly aged rye whiskey with rock candy. Okay. And then when the Prohibition sure. came around, Fago was like, We'll just go ahead and release a flavor and we'll call it rock and rye. It actually doesn't taste anything like rye. Rye whiskey spike with with yeah, candy. No. Yeah. It's like a, a cherry vanilla cream soda. But it even so, tastes I mean, a little like red pop. Like the good Ooh. The good, good Fago. We don't even know what the hell to call this because this fl- is a flavor not found in nature.
1: Right. <laughs> there's there's no fruit we can trace this back to. So we 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 goofed. We goobered this one. Uh, just call it the the color. That's all we got.
0: But I I had to you know put on some Juggalo face paint, but also a monocle <laughs> and hold my pinky up while I drank this particular soda.
1: I mean I can see that like like. Like you said, like people expected a certain flavor from their drinks, and now that they can't get the drinks, like I guess they can pretend like they're still getting alcohol. I mean, it's kind of like if they like uh, started, if they outlawed IPAs, which I am perfectly fine with. Let me get that on, <laughs> out in front of this. i will put that one down to... forever, huh? Yeah. Uh, IPAs being outlawed is A-OK by me. Um but then, like then, pr- then making like a like a Mountain Dew IPA flavor, where it just tastes like bitter ass mixed with Mountain Dew.
0: <laughs> ah, yes, the bitter ass flavored Mountain Dew, my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, an interesting uh, well, one is I don't know, know they call it Code Brown. <laughs> oh, cheap! <gee, laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to go off on one of my tangents where I where I talk about <laughs> shit that I know that's completely useless but you knocked it directly off of my brain like I've got nothing left now
1: <laughs> oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to but uh, I just I had to say that whether it's funny or not it was funny to me and I was going to keep laughing about it until I said it so <laughs> for the health of the podcast I had to say it
0: Uh, All right, let's just, let's go to an audience question, Dirk.
1: That sounds appropriate.
0: My boss at work is Jekyll and Hyde incarnate. Dr. Jekyll can be supportive, helpful, and nice one day, then come out of his office the next day, or even a few hours later, and say something about my work that makes me feel like the stupidest person on the planet. I have a good job with good benefits, so I don't want to rock the boat but I struggle with self-esteem. He won't change. Any suggestions on how to cope when Mr. Hyde appears? From Belittled and Blue.
1: So your voice, I am I'm, I'm I think I know what, what it's making me think of. It's making me think of a really good voice for audiobooks. <laughs> so.
0: Oh man, now I wish I was able to get one of those gigs.
1: Uh, I mean, I I feel like in a in a smaller sense, like you do have that here because I I really was swept away while while you were telling the story. I felt like I was there. I was I was lost in the nonfiction of that story. <laughs> and now to answer that story, which I totally, <laughs> which I totally heard because I wasn't thinking about. How your voice reminded me of somebody who reads audiobooks. Um, so I I don't know if I've necessarily had a boss that that had both sides appear interchangeably. Uh typically most of the bosses that I've had have been either like at least a good like 80-20 uh to one side or the other, or they've been completely one or the other. You know, having someone who can just like at the drop of a hat switch from like good manager. Raising morale, doing good things, and just flipping at the drop of a hat over to shitting on everybody, passing blame, that type of stuff. That seems like it would create a very, uh, very like, I don't know, e- walking on eggshells environment. Like yeah, you just don't want to don't want to piss off the boss today. That doesn't seem very fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems almost more unhealthy than just like an unhealthy relationship with your boss. Like, right. It's, it's one of those, you know, um, irregular, uh, reinforcement sort of things. I think, I don't remember if it was Pavlov or whoever discovered this, but essentially you can reinforce behaviors, not through regularly providing, uh, rewards, but through irregularly providing rewards.
1: (laughs) okay
0: yeah literally this is how world of warcraft works like (laughs) the the reason everybody is helplessly clicking forever is because there's there's no it's not immediately predictable you know you're out there you're hunting for six badger assholes or whatever and and every time you kill a badger somehow which are which are in in hot demand by the way exactly somehow not every badger has a badger asshole (laughs)
1: And oh, that God. The,
0: the irregular <laughs> rewards are what drives people's obsession with playing the game.
1: <laughs> you think before you think before you kill the badger, you would check to see if whether or not it had an asshole. I mean, if it doesn't, um, you'd
0: think it would be kind of inflated.
1: That's that is literally the thing that I was like, it was that that was forming in my head of like. Ah, wouldn't they just be like completely like bloated and disgusting? My only um, thought
0: playing these games was like, well, maybe maybe I stabbed it in the butt and
1: that, that, ruined yeah, that's, the badger that's asshole.
0: The
1: <laughs> non you want non uh non ruined badger assholes. They should change it, it, the, honestly, the
0: quest so it says six pristine badger assholes. <laughs>
1: And honestly that like that's how uh, back when I used to play those games, like I would justify it as, yeah, like they, they want, you know <laughs> they want twelve null dicks, but <laughs> like sometimes you gotta like slice them below the belt and it ruins the, the null dick. And uh that that's not what they want. They want <laughs> they want twelve intact <laughs> bulbous null dicks. Uncut, non Jewish <laughs> I was, to, I was about to
0: say. Oh, you, have to, you gotta you find have the to find Goyam a... Knowles. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't okay, think so we're helping this person though. So far, we're down like a deep, deep rabbit hole.
1: A badger hole. We we need were.
0: to we need to bring it back around. We got uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde.
1: Uh, so, so, I I mean, I think your, your point of the, uh, irregular rewards are, is on point because essentially they don't know what exactly is going to cause the, the, the Jekyll, the Dr. Hyde to come out. Which one is which, by the way?
0: Dr. Jekyll is the good one. Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. Is the bad one.
1: And you can tell because he's, he... No, I, I don't want to say that No, the people that haven't gone to doctorate school... You can tell are, he's a bad one because he bad. didn't
0: get a degree.
1: That was very classist, Derek. <laughs>
0: that's not...
1: I, I mean, that's what I was going to say, but that's not what I... That's not really what I meant. That's... For the record, that I will say that's not... It's probably not what I should mean by that, but...
0: It's true, though, Derek. Whatever. Mr. Hyde just didn't have the grit to stick with it and finish out. He didn't walk he actually got through all all years of medical school
1: but he just didn't walk and get the degree mm. and that's why he's so mad oh i would be mad too if i if i did all that work and didn't get the degree but no like honestly you know this is kind of like working in an office that is just like completely infested with landmines and you don't necessarily know when you're going to step on a landmine but whenever you do, like the rest of the day, is pretty much shot as far as office morale goes. Um, but you know, you do kind of learn like how to how to gauge where a mine might be. You pretty much, this is like the the actual office version of playing Minesweeper. Like you kind of put little <laughs> flags around, um, and then you know, as you as you step on landmines, mark them for next time.
0: I think this is letting him have too much control, though, Derek. I think.
1: No, no, I I agree. I agree.
0: I think we're going to have to spike his serum that he uses to transform. Okay. So that he can't transform anymore. I mean, wouldn't it
1: just be like... Tampering with his insulin? Yeah. (laughs) No, I was going to say, just like, take his serum. Like, why do you have to get all like get all like funky with it. Just like, just like take it. <laughs> I mean, sure. He, he possibly could make more, but like, just like keep taking it. Don't, <laughs> you don't have to go like, I don't know. Like what, what even would you put into the serum in order to counteract the effects? I, I guess you could put like, um, some itching powder, something like that. Possibly itching so- powder.
0: Then he's angry and itchy.
1: Right, but he's so preoccupied being itchy that he can't be like effectively an asshole to the entire office. Like he has to choose, do I want to, do I want to scratch the itch or yell at my employees? I know which one I choose, to be honest. I think, you know, you have to
0: inject it with some additional Victorian quintessence.
1: <laughs> Can you say the word quintessence again slowly? Quintessence. And I'm in Flavortown. <laughs> oh God, Derek! <laughs> uh, not while I'm still on. Uh. <laughs> don't worry, I'll uh, I'll play it back for my for my own uses at like 0.5 speed. I'll get what I need. Don't worry. <sighs> so, but no, no, you're you're right. Like like this is creating a, a weird dynamic that um, you don't want to be like. You know, just kind of stepping around the eggshells, you know, while you're at work. Like there, there's no time for that. Like you, you actually have work to do that you're getting paid, that you were hired to do and getting paid to do. Like, I don't know how to fix that. Like, like can you can you talk to a boss like this? Can you actually say like, hey, uh, your your mood problem or whatever it is it is negatively affecting our morale and our ability to do work day to day. Like
0: my can experience you fix that? Is that highly mercurial people that are prone to lashing out at the people around them take to those conversations real good?
1: <laughs> you know, after saying that out loud, like I, I see, I see where I went wrong. <laughs> uh, once again, uh, interaction with another human fails me completely. I think if he's
0: going to change, then it's only fair if you do so as well. Okay. But instead of like, you know, you can't necessarily do the the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing because it's a little played out at this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's only one allowed per office. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But I think you just change your job. And whenever he comes out an asshole, suddenly you have a completely different position within the organization. And then later you can change back
1: oh okay so when he uh, goes on his rampage uh you pretend to be his boss exactly okay so how what kind of shenanigans can you wreak with that then you're the CEO
0: um,
1: and, and, and how do you turn that to your advantage?
0: Insider trading usually
1: <laughs> oh. That's a little more honest of an answer than I thought we'd get. <laughs> so if you if you pretend to be the new CEO, obviously you have a different uh, different title. Um, uh, what 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 was the the moniker this person chose from the cells?
0: Belittled in blue. So they didn't necessarily say what their position in the organization was. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest maybe not CEO since they have a boss.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. The
0: CEO, of course, is answerable to like the board, but they didn't say, you know, the chief board person guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once it gets above the you know, the the VPs, it all gets a little fuzzy. No, okay, so you can be you can be Maybe don't shoot uh, for CEO. Mr Okay, okay. So set your sights a little more realistic.
0: Yeah, just Change your position to VP of Human Resources.
1: Oh, okay. and then you've only
0: got to do it once because you can him
1: for being an abusive dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that is actually a perfect solution. So you you turn into so the the question is, uh, do you need a serum to do it, or do you think we could be convincing enough without a serum? I mean or, or or do you or do you through the serum, is that how you actually get your real like HR powers temporarily in order to be able to fire him?
0: Yeah, I mean you've gotta get HR powers somehow. And if you haven't been mm-hmm. inducted mm-hmm. into their dark brotherhood, then Yeah. The only other yeah. way is through, you know, a serum.
1: That that is I I forgot the pamphlets that I that I received when I uh first started in the the workforce. But you're exactly right. You, if you're not, if you're not inducted into their Dark Order, you do have to have a serum. Um, okay, so you have to have the serum. So yeah, you you chug that, uh, turn into the the super VP of Human Resources. Can this bastard? Um, and then I guess when you when you turn back, uh, or before you turn back, you write a letter promoting yourself into that position, since there's now clearly an opening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a great idea. The only problem is, eventually, it's got to go bad. I mean, that's how this this works. You get the the serum and you gain (laughs) powers, but then you you eventually lose control. And I think this ends with you accidentally permanently becoming the vice president of human resources.
1: And is that a risk we really want to take? I I don't
0: know. I don't know if it's worth it, Derek. I'm not sure. The price is too high.
1: The price is too high. To prevent us from uh, from from lingering on this horrible dilemma, I think we should go to an issue from the internet. Excellent. All right, this issue is titled, Coworker Curses Under His Breath As He Works. God, by, the motherfuckers. by the Spartan. <laughs> the Spartan? The Spartan. Already, yeah. this
0: is like, you don't bitch about it on the internet if you're a Spartan.
1: I know like you just take that guy to town I mean you kick
0: him into the pit that's how this works I saw the film
1: <laughs> I, saw, I saw the the instructional documentary yeah oh um that that's fine not everybody is quite ready for for the pit that's that's like step three out of five uh in the uh I don't know Spartan training plan I don't know what the is I gotta say, anyway. I've been
0: I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and and you literally get an ability called Spartan Kick. That's a lot more fun than <laughs> you would think. Like people piss me off when I just kick them off the sides of buildings.
1: Uh, where is Odyssey based? Greece. Oh, <laughs> I could have guessed that
0: from context clues. <laughs> you might have been able to, Derek. Oh God. New York City, actually. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you douche! <laughs> it, keep going.
1: I work in an office where there are four of us in the corners of a cube. One of the guys, we'll call him Robert, who sits in an adjacent corner, acts a little strange. A few, a few times a day or more, uh, he curses under his breath while while he's working. Uh, They're just little things along the lines of, why does it bleeping do that, or such a bleeping piece of bleep? It goes on for for 15 minutes or so at a time. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure plenty of people think these things from time to time, and I don't fault him for feeling frustration. It's the audible venting that I find strange. Normally, I'll put on my headphones during these quiet outbursts and ignore them, but recently I've been more worried as they're sounding more and more angry. (laughs) I know I'm not the only one who hears it. The guy over the cube wall jokingly remarks, Tell me about it, Robert, from time to time. Robert seems to come out of his programming trance and laugh it off, but it hasn't changed his behavior long term. Is this something that isn't my business as it's not preventing me from getting my tasks done, or something I should bring up to him or someone else? <sighs> as a developer, Like, I totally get this. Um, I I think I'm better at it now at internalizing the frustration. Uh, There are moments that are just like, I have to audibly say the word fuck or else I'm going to explode. It's just a sometimes you just have to say some sort of expletive. There's that.
0: But I'm still caught on.
1: You're in four corners of one cube. I knew, I knew as soon as I said that fucking sentence, you you would have a problem with it.
0: What kind of monsters are these? Like, I think this must be some sort of behavioral psychology experiment that you're being studied.
1: (laughs) Only three of you are being studied uh, because one of them is clearly a plant. Exactly. They're trying
0: to see exa- how long these people will go being trapped in a single cube
1: with a madman. Uh, I, I'm assuming the other person uh, that is that is egging them on, I feel like they're also part of a parallel experiment um, that is happening in their own cube, their own set of cubes, since they're from, from over the wall. Um, see,
0: they're from over the wall, and we haven't seen them. I imagine they're probably... A student in a lab
1: coat with a clipboard. <laughs> uh, so maybe their their plant was being a little bit uh, a, a little bit shy that day, or not being quite as outspoken, and uh, they needed to amp him up a little bit. Yeah, or, or maybe the or maybe the opposite. Maybe he was a little little bit too amped up that day.
0: Or maybe he's not saying anything at all. Maybe. Maybe this is just implanted by that psychology student on the other side of the wall.
1: <laughs> so, so this Robert guy is not actually a human. He's just some sort of like speaker, like a like a, a, a the, I don't know the other end of a baby monitor or something. While somebody, well, no, I
0: was I was figuring he probably just is sitting there coding away, and then. You know the person from over oh. the wall is like, oh, you keep you keep saying things under your breath, Robert, and then everyone else that's trapped in this hell cube, <laughs> they can hear it too. Suddenly,
1: so so Robert is not actually a plant. He's he. They are trying to convince him that he is crazy. That the things that he is saying internally are actually being said outside, or or vice versa. That the things he's saying audibly. Uh, this is all getting very confusing. I, I'm, I'm losing the plot here because the, the thing is, like, this could be any number of social experiments. I'm not sure we have enough evidence to, to tell which one they're doing. They're doing one. Like, they are definitely doing a social experiment on you. The question is which one? The question is how do you escape? That is the question.
0: I, I think this person needs to break out of the experiment.
1: So so how do they do that? Do they do that by...
0: No, I think they stand up and they walk away from the desk. Inside the break room, <laughs> the fridge is actually a passageway into the rest of the facility that you're being held in.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So, uh... Stand
0: up now. Go into the break room. <laughs> Open, Open the, the fridge.
1: fridge. Get in the fridge. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: Escape. I don't.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. We got a little bit real there. Um, if you're listening, Robert or or whomever uh, or or somebody named the Spartan, don't go get in your fridge. It's it's not a portal portal to Narnia. We promise. It's just a, a confined space where you would slowly suffocate. I mean, maybe that does seem more preferable, but it's, it's not the answer. So the the part of this that actually uh, part that partly concerned me a little bit was that uh, the the guy says, but recently I've been more worried as his outbursts are sounding more and more angry. Um, so this guy is clearly like self escalating. He's getting more and more wound up. Yeah, that's and, that's uh, why
0: I think there's that you know there's the student on the other side of the wall that's winding this guy up there. We don't want the experiment to reach its inevitable conclusion.
1: Well, I mean it's it sounds like if they're if they're trying to amp him up that they are trying to maybe they're they're running out of money and they're trying to to amp this guy up so that uh he will uh spiral faster and they can see what the actual outcome of the experiment will be. Because they've probably already collected a decent amount of data and now they need to, to finish it before the funding runs out. I know I've probably done far fewer social experiments than you have. So you're going to have to, to fill me in a little bit on the details. Once the funding run at, runs out, like what happens to the experiment? Like do the people just get left in that, <laughs> in that locked cube? Or does somebody eventually come let them out? Like what happens after that?
0: Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to be sitting there and then the power's just going to go off. And they're going to realize that their office consisted of a single cube. With four people in it.
1: But it had a ping pong table, so, you know, I can't blame him for not noticing.
0: Want to go to an audience question, Derek?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, let's go to an audience question.
0: I have a coworker is always bringing his kids into the office. Whenever one gets sick, or there's a holiday we don't take, he has the little Muppets there with him. They're not badly behaved, and mostly they just sit in an empty cube watching Netflix on an iPad. So my question is... How do I put these little freeloaders to work? If I can't binge, no one can in Boise.
1: So this is a problem that I've never had. On one side, one side of it, yes, I have had coworkers bring their kids in. Um, but I've, I have I don't know what it's like to be the person that brings in their, their child to work. I imagine it's kind of a crappy situation. But for me, it would be... Um, me having to bring my my very angry and antisocial Chihuahua into the office,
0: and I mean, I as a parent, Derek, it's not dissimilar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ankle biting, peeing on the floor, mange, mange. There we go. <laughs> a lot of shedding, hair everywhere.
0: Is your is your Chihuahua one of those hairless ones or the hairy ones?
1: I well. I mean, she has hair. Like if you look at our, it it would appear, uh, judging by like whenever we sweep the carpet, like, or or vacuum the carpet, you would think that she should be completely nude at this point. Um, (laughs) with the amount of hair that we, that we suck up, but no, uh, she has, she has a regular short hair coat. Oh, I didn't mean to turn this into information about my chihuahua. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs)
0: Maybe I'm thinking it's the Chinese crested that are the hideous little ones that don't have hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got the the Chinese crested that um, have won the ugliest dog competition many, many years. All right.
0: Just so you know, Derek, all this time, I've been picturing you guys at home with a cantankerous little Chinese crested. (laughs) (laughs) Cooing over this hideous monstrosity.
1: Uh, no, she, she doesn't, doesn't look quite that, that awful. So I, I think that there are some, some child labor laws that we need to be cognizant of, um, when answering this question, because I, I do feel that there is a missed opportunity just having them sit there and, uh, and watch Netflix. Um, I mean, you are a parent, you know, that there is some, amount of work that you can that you can squeeze out of a child. I mean,
0: that... we can get some data entry going on, email, Read, reading
1: or uh, or answering I mean,
0: both. I've been in an office I, I environment mean, I... for quite a while, Derek. These kids can put together a PowerPoint presentation
1: i I, I agree with that solely based on the fact that I've seen so many hideous, awful PowerPoint presentations that should not have seen the light of day. Might be a lot of references to Fortnite, I guess. But uh yeah. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean if you've got if you've got the
0: kids putting together your pitch deck, you know that you're gonna be hip. You're gonna be on the cutting edge.
1: So so what I'm what I'm envisioning is some sort of uh some sort of panel of children, and, and maybe it's not just like this person brings in their kids, you know, once a week, twice a week, however however often. Uh, but there's a rotating panel of uh, of kids of the em- employees that get to come to you know <laughs> w- what's that thing that they used to do? Um, take your kid to work day. Take your kid to work day. Yeah. Yeah. So you have take your kid to work day, and uh, essentially those those rotating panels of kids. Uh, every piece of content that has to go out from the company gets kind of. Focus grouped uh, by that panel of children uh, to propose changes that would make it snappier, make it more child, uh, child maybe not child friendly. That's if it's all- child friendly, it-
0: it's definitely going to appeal to the CEO. <laughs> what we call in the biz, Derek, an executive summary.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, get those kids working on that executive summary.
0: I mean, I'm I'm liking this, Derek. I'm thinking that we make bring your kid to work day mandatory. Bring your kid to work day, <laughs> and it's every day except Friday.
1: So why why not Friday?
0: Because that's blue jeans casual Friday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are more important things afoot. Yeah, then, we can't uh, we
0: can't cross too many streams here, Derek. We got to we got to keep on brand. So Friday is casual Friday, but
1: and I mean, plus, like you probably should let the kids go to school at least one day a week.
0: Yeah, cuz otherwise they're not going to be able to stay, <laughs> you know, current on all the memes and hip video games that the kids love if they never go to school.
1: Oh, I like the fact that we are that we are shackling kids to desks uh Years and years before they willingly do it themselves by committing to work. Just go ahead and go ahead and crush all the hope that a kid could possibly have uh, before they're out of elementary school. I
0: think I read like an article on this. There's like a movement now of people who like millennials that are embracing complete lack of work-life balance. Like hashtag... Thank God it's Monday, and
1: <laughs> oh God! Are live you, for the grind. Uh, you're you mean rubes like people that are just asking to be taken advantage of.
0: I'm angry like, about it, Derek. I <laughs> am fired up because I didn't think of it first.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, people have been mad about working too, too much, you know, basically since the dawn of time, somehow these people have, have made a way to cultivate a positive attitude about breaking your back for a company. I mean, honestly, I think the thing is, is like, I I think that this is you traveling back in time. Because I think that in, in 20 years, you will devise this plan and you realize that it's a little too late to have discovered it and you will invent time travel specifically so you can come back to the years of you know, 2018, 2019 so that you can enact this, whatever you would call it. This, this dark
0: timeline, it's an unintentional byproduct of me coming back in time so that I could start my thank God it's Monday lifestyle brand.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, God, I'm sorry I, I did this, Derek.
1: I was about to say I, I felt like like there was something else going on. Like uh, I I figured that I, I don't know, like maybe the, since since you have reappeared <laughs> reappeared as the Terminator uh, naked in a parking lot somewhere, <laughs> wreathed in lightning. Uh, since you reappeared back in what 2015, I suppose things have been going a little haywire, and I think you are to blame for sure.
0: I mean, I don't know if that was the time travel, Derek, or if I just went on a real good bender.
1: <laughs> you, had, you had one of them, one of them good soda parties.
0: I had that good soda party. <laughs> Oh, I woke up God There's lightning everywhere There's half a car missing
1: Oh man The, the, the bikers in that bar Will never be the same <laughs> They found out a lot About themselves Anyway oh, Wanna I, get you an
0: issue From the internet Derek
1: I was about to say The exact same thing This one is entitled My apartment neighbor's shoes Stink so bad The smell is coming Into my apartment <laughs> by fat baby cake
0: man there's so much wrong with this one damn
1: (laughs) (laughs) i live in switzerland it's a thing here to not wear shoes inside and to leave them by the door but my disgusting troll of a neighbor leaves them outside his door right next to my front door probably because they stink to high heaven (laughs) At first it wasn't the worst thing, but now his shoes stink so bad that my entire entryway, bedroom and bathroom smell like his rancid feet. <laughs> I moved into this place in October and my other neighbor told me this has been a big problem before and the guy will do will not do anything about his shoes and that the property manager can't do anything to make him. So let me so let me ask you guys for help. I already tried fabric spray, but it's not strong enough. If he won't bring his shoes in and I can't make him, what can I put on or near my door or by his shoes that deodorizes or covers up the stench? Please help. It's ghastly. <laughs>
0: uh, see, obviously this is literally the troll next door.
1: So I believe it it probably literally is. <laughs> but, you know, we're we're trying to be. I think everybody across the globe is trying to get into more of a an accepting mindset of embracing differences. That's true. That's true. That was very co- unwoke of me. That was. It was very unwoke of you. <laughs> Just because
0: his name is Bjorn Bone Snapper doesn't mean that he isn't people
1: too. I mean, he. I mean, to say he's people is. Is, is a misnomer because I mean he yes he is literally a troll. Um, you are what well, you I, eat, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I, I think you're right. I think that yeah uh, you know, this guy is a troll and this is kind of the uh, you know the the oil and water mixing of you know, two very different cultures. Um, trolls who have just just rancid you know, odor of the feet. Um, And humans, which typically don't take well to odor of the feet. I know I personally do not take well to odor of the feet.
0: Now, this may be racially insensitive of me, Derek, but I'm going to say that the solution here is sunlight. Not not to expose your neighbor to sunlight, thus rendering him into a statue for all eternity, but his shoes.
1: So that that's actually not a bad idea because i mean i would assume that whatever whatever funk has been imparted upon these poor poor shoes uh, is troll in nature and you know if if the troll itself turns to stone in or or is defeated by the sunlight i believe his funk could be as well oh, you got wow, to I...
0: bring this out into the light yeah.
1: And look, I am not I don't want to make anyone feel bad about their foot odor. Like I I luckily do not have serious foot odor odor, odor problems, but like my family in general is plagued with people that just have just have smelly feet for no good reason. It's like none of us are are none of us are sports fanatics uh or likes to, you know, Saran wrap our feet in the summer and just to get that nice just pristine funk to them it's just just genetics i don't want anybody to feel bad for for their stinky feet i'm just saying if you have stinky feet you gotta lean into it and be be proactive and just lean into
0: the funk and make the funk part of your life
1: sure um i I, is is that are, are you trying to make a musical reference
0: no, no, no. I'm I'm saying like just eat Limburger cheese, buy oh, some of that durian oh.
1: fruit. So I'm concerned about that. I I'm not I'm not trying to poo-poo on the idea because because I I do think I misspoke with with saying lean into it. That's that's not quite what I meant. We don't we don't necessarily want to make the foot odor worse, unless we're we're somehow like trying to refine it. For some sort of biological weapon purposes, or or maybe a competition, which I, I think could be could be the case here. Maybe he's been training uh, for a a stinky feet competition and has been like distilling all the all the funk and toxins uh, directly down into his feet for months on end.
0: This is a social experiment, Derek.
1: <laughs> God damn it! No, not get up Eddie. from, from a your chair. Experiment. No, go Frank. into the kitchen. <laughs>
0: Open the refrigerator. (laughs) You're just just trying to get people to jump in their fucking
1: refrigerators. (laughs) Oh, no, this is not not a fucking social experiment. This is a real problem somebody has, and we have to help them, Frank. We are legally obligated to help them.
0: Well, what do you do with your stank relatives, Derek?
1: (laughs) I mean, there is a strict, like... Like no exposed feet in the house. Like there's always gotta be like socks or like you keep your goddamn shoes on. Because the thing is, like here's the thing. Like when the shoes are on, there is like some sort of like seal that is that is keeping the funk in. The ziplock. Uh, yes, yes. In in essence, the funk is ziplocked uh by some sort of like membrane of of shoe, sock, and skin. And when when you take the shoe off then it is released like I imagine if there's if there's like a camera that can capture that can capture funk like whenever a, a, a shoe is taken off like there's like this like just spore cloud of, of like foot funk that goes into the air that's what you want to prevent you don't want that so like, I know that this is a cultural thing, like taking your shoes off in the house. Like in, in America, I guess we we still prefer that. Like I know that we don't walk around in our shoes all the time in, in our house. But uh, I think you may have to make an exception. Um, tell this guy that, that the, the customs have changed. Uh, we now always wear our shoes in the house at all times.
0: Maybe, maybe- – he can get a second pair of house shoes and he takes his outside shoes off and then he puts his inside shoes on
1: oh uh, i mean that is certainly his prerogative but th- but the problem is not his stinky feet once he is in his own home the problem is the shoes that he then puts outside the door oh yeah i suppose that's right man
0: i completely <laughs> lost
1: now if we're if we're talking about like like making that that apartment inhabitable for future That was the twist,
0: Derek. It was him all along. It was his own stank feet.
1: (laughs) Oh the the thing is, I think that that this has to be a community effort. Um or or this is something that you need to advertise. Like if it 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 needs to become a commune for for other people Uh, with the same fetish foot odor.
0: Yeah. Wait, what?
1: It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I mean, you could do that too. Like, sure. Like, look, anybody who's into like foot funk, like if that's your thing, stand in your truth. That's fine. That's stand in your, stunk, in your stanky truth. That's. <laughs> we're not here to kink shame anyone.
0: Or lay under your stinky truth or whatever it is that you into. Oh,
1: I, I'm not I'm just saying that like that's not the, the place that I was going. I was saying you 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 at, you make it a commune for people with with awful foot funk and then since everybody there has horrible foot funk, nobody complains about horrible foot funk and it has the added benefit of uh, people for, throughout the city who would have inflicted their foot funk on other people kind of localize it to that one building. which then is condemned which is which is then um marked as uninhabitable by humans um probably for some risk of like you know biological warfare i would assume
0: being being the father of a boy child as i am i have actually encountered this before
1: the the dreaded foot funk
0: the foot funk and <laughs> my solutions have not worked except i quite literally just throw the fuckers
1: away. <laughs> like, like, every, like, every time? Like, every, every day? Or... I mean,
0: in when his shoes begin to get funky, you just go outside and you dispose of them. And then he comes out. <laughs> sure, he's inconvenienced for a day because he doesn't have shoes anymore. <laughs> Frank, you are you are the provider of shoes. Like, to him, you are the source of shoes. Oh, I mean, it, I it, buy my kid more shoes. No, I'm talking about your neighbor.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, like, you should probably lead with that to say, I purchase my child more shoes and then throw away the stink shoes. That's a much better look than saying, I just throw my kid's shoes away. <laughs> And then he goes then barefoot. I, then he ain't got no shoes. <laughs> I mean, I've tried
0: multiple things. At one point, I bought him seven individual pairs of shoes.
1: Uh huh. And a rot- one for each day of the week. And
0: one for each day of the week and a rotation system. And I was like, this is, you have, you have to wear a new pair of shoes <laughs> so that you spread the stank out and allow them <laughs> time to air out. And not even that helped Derek, not even that didn't help.
1: Well, because, you know, the thing is like, it's not necessarily that, uh, I don't think it's necessarily that like there, there's, there's a cooling down period of the shoe. I mean, it's like radioactivity. There is like a, a multi-year half-life for foot funk. So like, you know, those shoes could be sitting there unoccupied. You could buy him 365 shoes. And it's still going to hold the funk to some degree until he wears them the next year. So, like, uh, I don't necessarily think it's a cooling down period of when he could wear them again. Um, I, I will say, you're, you're it, it is effective in that the funk will build up more slowly <laughs> to to where it will be uh, noticeable or um, where where you can still you can still handle it for longer Here's uh, the with thing. each of those shoes. I think uh-huh. what,
0: what we're going to have to do is because, yeah, it, it's it's not nice to inconvenience your neighbor by throwing away his shoes. So sure. you're going to have to take those shoes and you're going to have to order like a dozen pair of uh-huh. exact matching shoes on Amazon. Yep. And then every day after he goes in his apartment, you'll swap them out with a different fresh pair of shoes. <sighs>
1: So, so are you are you trying to give him, basically without his knowing, give him a rotation of shoes? Or... Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so honestly, I think that I think the best option here is to go one step further than that. Is that I I think that that in that case, like those shoes uh, for somebody with, with with feet that bad, with with feet that unholy. Um I think that there needs to be a one one-use shoe on the market that is it doesn't have to be durable it just has to to survive a day or two in which you know similar to paper towels or uh you know rubber gloves you use them throw away and then the next next time you need one this get a fresh one out of the pack.
0: Brilliant, Derek. Disposable shoes will be rich.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I I know some sneakerheads that like if if that was the case, if if a sneakerhead had to throw away his shoes after every use, I mean those those Yeezys can be pretty expensive. So we'd have to make some really good disposable Yeezys. Honestly, I don't know how you do it, but we should do it. Work life imbalance branded disposable Yeezys. There we go. <laughs> it's the only solution.
0: Do you have a neighbor with unbelievable foot
1: funk? Try work life imbalance branded Yeezys. So we, we started the we started the podcast by you selling a Hyundai to me. Now I th- I, I desperately want. To buy those disposable Yeezys from you. You're very convincing. Your your charm your charm modifier has gone from a negative two to like at least a plus three.
0: Oh wow, cool. (laughs) Usually when you get diseases, like (laughs) stuff doesn't go up. Like you don't get better at things.
1: Well, I mean it it was definitely it, it was facilitated by your your con modifier, your con score going from like a plus four to like a negative 10.
0: Ah. Uh, so trade offs. Yeah. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's give and take in this, this old world. Oh,
0: I respect.
1: You wanna punch, wanna the clock? punch the clock? Ha! I said it first. <laughs> uh, you did. You got All right. me. All right. Oh, God. Did, now that I've bested you, do I become the monstrous manager? Well, you have to read the questions thing. Well,.
0: No, Derek. You can't become me by besting me.
1: Fair enough. I'll know that for later.
0: It is only later that you realize that you have been me all along. (laughs) It's a social experiment. Stand up from the couch. Stand up from your recording table. Walk into the kitchen.
1: I'm not getting in the fucking fridge.
0: Open the refrigerator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. All right. So before we go, send us your questions. We, we love getting questions from you folks. We, we need them. Frankly, it's less about what we like and more about what we desperately, desperately need. And that is, That is fuel for the fire of our funny. Our crucible of laughs needs to be fueled by your own quandaries and moral problems. So send them to us, uh, questions at WLICast.com. Please, for the sake of all of us, keep the questions coming. Make sure to visit WLICast.com to check out the links to our social media, Patreon, merch store, it's a veritable one-stop shop for all things WLI. To all of our wonderful patrons on Patreon, thank you so much for being a part of the team and supporting us. To our listeners who aren't supporting us on Patreon yet, uh, consider doing so, as it'll help us make this show even better, and you'll also get some cool perks, like, sw- like swag, on-air shout-outs, and t-shirts. You can check it out at patreon.com forward slash WLICast. And guys and gals, do us a solid. Tell someone you know about the show. Getting more listeners and growing our audience will only mean good things for the show, so do your part and spread the word. This
0: has been the Work-Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I'm going to have to transfer you. Get up from your car. Walk into the kitchen. In the refrigerator. <laughs> uh.